If you are looking for even more help and guidance on your breakup, I have a few different options for you to take your healing to the next level. I have four different online courses depending on what stage of the breakup that you're in from beginning all the way into moving on after heartbreak, or you can bundle all of my courses together and use the code podcast to get $25 off my course bundle. I also have my 30 day no contact challenge to help hold you accountable in going no contact with your ex. And we have our free Facebook group, Healing Hearts Club, where you can connect with other people going through breakups all over the world. To learn more about any of these resources, head to the show notes where you can learn more about my courses, take the quiz to figure out which course is best for you, or join the Facebook group. And don't forget to use the code PODCAST to get $25 off my course bundle. A question I get asked all the time is, is it normal for a breakup to feel more intense during my period? And the answer is yes. PMS is already so hard to deal with, and then you throw a breakup into that. And I know for me, PMS can make me feel anxious, exhausted, starving, and sad. Not a great combo. And that's why I love using and recommending Hormone Harmony by Happy Mammoth, which can make PMS easier to manage and has helped reduce those anxious feelings and low moods I experience around my period. And fun fact, a bottle is sold every 24 seconds. Hormone Harmony contains science-backed herbal extracts called adaptogens, which help the body adapt to any stressors like chaotic hormonal changes that happen naturally throughout a woman's life. Hormones can make us feel so out of whack, and I agree with the most commonly used phrase in their 17,000 reviews, which is that it does make you feel like yourself again. For a limited time, you can get 15% off your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code HEARTBREAK at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code HEARTBREAK for 15% off today. Welcome to the Heal Your Heartbreak podcast with your host, Breakup Bestie, aka me, Kendra. Breakups are hard, but you don't have to do it alone. Each week, I will be taking you through a different topic as it relates to breaking up, healing from heartbreak, growing in your single life, dating, and getting back into happier and healthier relationships. The goal of this show is to provide support, hope, tips, and to remind you that above all, this too shall pass. Welcome to episode 45 of the Heal Your Heartbreak podcast. And today I am going to be talking about support systems. I talk a lot in other episodes on the course, on my Instagram, about how important it is to have a good support system and to use your support system when you're going through something tough like a breakup. But I have been getting a lot of questions lately about what do I do if I don't feel like I have a support system? And I did a little survey on my Instagram stories and and asked you guys, you know, if you're not really using your support system, why aren't you? Or what issues do you feel like are popping up? So I'm going to be covering all of that in today's episode because it is really, really important. And this is not to say that you have to have tons of friends or, you know, a support system at your beck and call to get over a breakup. That's just not true. But I'm just talking about having like a core group of people that know what's happening with you, that are there to support you, that, you know, know like what I like to call all the key players in in the situation. 
So it's just so important to have that because I just don't – I really don't believe we can go through breakups completely by ourselves. And, you know, if you're not talking to other people about it, if you're not asking for that support, you're really selling yourself short with breakup recovery. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. And I'm going to kind of split the episode up into two parts. The first part, which I'm going to make the assumption, which I'm not always right when I make assumptions, but I'm going to make the assumption that most of you guys fall into this. And the first half is going to be those of you that are underutilizing your support system, meaning you have friends, you have family, but you're just, they're not a part of your breakup recovery. And so we're going to talk about maybe why that is, some of the things that maybe you have fears about or some of the blocks that you have about it. But I'm going to assume that's most of you where, you know, you do have people available to you. You're just not utilizing them. And then the second part is going to be for those of you that really feel like you're lacking those people that you can go to, whether that's you, you know, I've, I've heard from a couple people that they moved to a new area, you know, either during the relationship or they've just lost touch with a lot of people, or it could be the case that you lost touch with friends during the relationship, which let me tell you, I've totally been there. And it felt like I had to start over with, you know, square one with friends. So I'm also going to address that. Um, and just a side note, if if that is you where you're someone who lost all of your friends because of the relationship, there I do have an episode. It was pretty early on in the show where I said how to heal when your ex was your whole life. So I would also recommend that you go back and listen to that episode as well. So let's start off with those of you that do have people in your life, but you just aren't using them for support. I'm going to address this in the way of like the things that I believe are probably blocking you from doing that. The first thing is sometimes people don't use their support system because maybe you tried it in the beginning and you didn't have a good experience or when you ask for help, you just don't get what you need. And the thing is, like, in order to really make this work, you have to ask people what you for what you need. You have to – I mean, honestly, like, there's nothing wrong with specifically telling your friends, hey, can, you know, can you please pick up the phone? Can I vent to you for a little bit? Like, can I have a hug? Can, you know, can you come over to watch a movie? Asking very specifically for what you need is really important because I think sometimes we forget that typically, you know, like when I, when someone asks me for help, most of the time I'm going to help them in the way that I would want to be helped. And I neglect to remember that they might need to be helped differently. They may not want a lot of, you know, attention and being checked up on, whereas I love being checked up on. So I want my friends to, you know, check in on me. So just because your friends or family or your support system isn't helping you the way that you want to be helped, it it doesn't mean that they don't care. It doesn't mean that you should just give up on that. It typically just means that they don't, they don't know. They're doing the best that they can. And so you need to tell them, you need to express that to them and say, hey, I, I so appreciate that you're wanting to help, you know, 
X, Y, or Z wasn't super, like that's not the way that I would like to be supported. It would mean so much if you could, you know, text me and, and check in on me when I'm having a tough day. Something as simple as that, and my guess is your friends would be so, so happy um, to know exactly how they can they can help you. So the second one, and this is the when I did the survey on my Instagram story the other day, this was like the number one thing that people were afraid of. And this is afraid to be a burden, afraid to overwhelm your friends, afraid to that you're talking about the breakup for too long. That, they're get, that your friends are getting bored, they're getting frustrated with you, all of those things, which this is a completely normal fear to have, especially if you're someone who, like we talked about in last episode, is can be a little bit on the codependent side. You like don't want to overwhelm your friends. So there's a couple things to keep in mind. I'll, the first thing is you have to remember that your friends are – adults that know that can, you know, speak up for themselves. So just remember that a lot of this, I am going to share some tips on how to not overwhelm your friends, but remembering that if your friends are having a hard time with how much you're talking about it, like they can tell you, they can give you feedback. Don't make that assumption and don't not talk to them because just in your head, you're overwhelming them, whereas they could be completely fine with it. So don't like, don't assume someone else's feelings about it is what I'm trying to say. But in terms of, you know, making sure that you're not completely overwhelming your support system, there's a couple tips. The first one is spreading it out. Don't have just one person be the only person you're talking to about the breakup. It's honestly it it's too much for any one person to handle. And if if it's only one person that you're talking to, if they don't answer, then you, you're going to feel really unsupported, not cared for, and it's it's going to be easy for that person to become overwhelmed as if you're the that's the only person you're talking to about it and you're also cutting yourself off from getting different people's perspectives and experiences and advice so even if like as i said in the beginning you don't need to have this humongous group of 20 friends that you're talking to but if you have you know two to three friends make sure you're kind of spreading it out between those two to three friends the second thing is making sure that you're also that you're also asking about them. You're definitely in crisis after going through a breakup. So yes, you are going to require more attention than how you were before the breakup. But it's really important that you don't just, you know, walk into a situation or go into a phone call and spend an hour talking to them about your stuff how you're feeling, and then just say like, okay, bye. So it's really important that you are still a friend to the other person. And yeah, you don't have to – like the responsibility on you is not as great as it typically would be, but you do still need to be a good friend. And this is going to serve a couple different purposes. The first one is your friend is going to feel – still going to feel heard, still going to feel like they aren't getting completely dumped on because you're still showing up for them. The second thing is 
there's a lot of power when you're so typically when we're in a lot of pain and we're having really hard days after a breakup, it's because we are so obsessed about what we just lost. We're we're really in our heads and we're really thinking about just ourselves and our situation. So by asking a friend how they're doing, you're actually going to help yourself too because it's going to be a nice welcome distraction. It's going to pull you out of your head for, you know, a couple minutes. So making sure that you're still being an active friend in the relationship and this isn't just like, you know, talk for an hour and then at the end be like, oh, and oh, how are you? And, you know, you listen to them for 10 seconds and say you got to go. There should be some reciprocation in that. The next thing is making sure that talking to friends is not the only thing you're doing for your breakup. It it becomes very apparent when you're the only thing that someone's doing. Like when someone comes to me with a breakup, it's very easy for me to tell when they're not doing anything else and they're just hanging on to the advice that one person is telling them. Because if that's the case, then yes, they're, you know, it's pretty easy to overwhelm someone else. But if you are journaling and, you know, you're already listening to this podcast, but if you're like trying new things out that you learn from the podcast, if you are going to therapy and, you know, reading books and doing things on your own for self-love and taking good care of your body, all of those things, just instantly like the weight of the breakup is going to be a lot lower for you and therefore you're not going to become overwhelming to friends. And then the last thing is making sure that you're not going back to the same person over and over again with the same problem over and over again. And mind you, this does not include the breakup. The breakup is obviously going to be a topic of discussion for a long period of time, and I truly believe that you should talk about it until you've worked through it as long as you are also doing other things to heal. But what more what I'm talking about with going back to the same person with the same problem over and over again. So for example, if I had a friend that came to me and was texting me over and over again saying, oh my gosh, he posted this on Instagram or you know, she posted this on Instagram. I can't stop looking at their social media. It makes me so mad. And, you know, every other day I'm getting a text from this person saying that their ex posted something on Instagram that made them mad. I'm going to tell them to block that person on Instagram. And once I do, and then they keep coming back to me with the same issue. I'm so mad at what they posted. I'm so mad at what they posted. That's going to become exhausting because I'm going to say, look, I already gave you a solution to this issue. And I have a thing with, you know, this is with friends, with clients. Like if someone continues to complain about the same issue and does nothing about it, I set a boundary with them because I, you can't listen to someone do the same thing over and over again and not take, not change anything, not try anything new or do anything different. So just be really cognizant. Like, You don't have to take all of your friend's advice, but if you are just staying stuck and deciding to stay stuck without doing anything about it, yeah, that's going to be really frustrating to continue to hear about. 
So those would be my things to make sure that you're not completely overwhelming your support system and you're not and you're not, you know, feeling guilty because this is going to be this is going to be two-sided. Yes, it's going to be good to not do things that are going to overwhelm, but even more importantly, if you're doing these things, you're going to feel a lot better going to your friends when you really need help. If you're saying like I'm taking care of myself. I'm not dumping all on one person. I am like doing everything that I can to progress through this breakup. So yeah, I feel totally comfortable going to my friends and asking them for help. And this is all, you know, to make sure that I get this message across. I don't I don't think that you should feel nervous to talk to your friends about the breakup, even if it has been a long period of time. And before I jump into kind of the second half of this episode, the last thing that I wanted to touch on is making sure that you're telling your friends the truth. So I hear this a lot where people don't tell their friends the truth about the breakup and they do it for a variety of reasons. I completely understand the reasons. I've totally been there. But you cannot expect to have your friends help you if they don't know what's going on. And the reasons that I find sometimes people aren't truthful is because they're embarrassed. Maybe like your friends knew that it wasn't necessarily the greatest relationship. So you're afraid to tell them that you're hurt because you don't want them to say like, I told you so or, you know, anything like that. You might also not tell them because you are trying to make sure that if you do end up getting back together with your ex, your friends will be okay with it. And I've completely done this before where I don't tell my friends the truth about my ex because I, in my head, want to get back together with them. And I know that if I tell my friends the truth and my ex wants to get back together, they'll say, what the heck are you thinking? Of course you can't get back together with them. So it's kind of doing this so you can like reserve the right to get back with them. And, you know, another reason is just you're not someone that's used to being super honest and vulnerable with your friends. But no matter what the reason is, um, it is very, very, very important to tell them the truth. So speaking from personal experience, when I got out of that abusive relationship, I was super afraid to tell my friends the truth, but I I got to a point where I had no choice. And you know what? Not not one person said I told you so. Everyone just wanted to support me and love me. So I highly doubt that any of your true friends would say, I told you so. And even if you're embarrassed about something, like your friends are there to love you and to support you. And my guess is like they've experienced stuff like that in the past. We're like we're nowhere near as different or unique as we think we are in relationship situations. So make sure you're telling them the truth because how the heck can you expect anyone to want to help you if they don't know what's going on? And as a side note, what I find is the people that I work with that don't tell their friends the truth, that's the story they start telling themselves. So that way, like you're literally telling yourself a lie because you're not telling the truth to others. So all around, 
So important to tell the truth. Obviously, you do not need to blast the truth on social media. But again, like if you have that core group of two to three people that you can be super honest with, be super honest with them. If you are a listener of this podcast, you know I warn about how your phone can either be a great tool or a huge obstacle when it comes to getting over your breakup. Instead of spending time on your phone trying to figure out what your ex is up to, why not spend some time engaging in a super fun mystery game that will help take your mind off your breakup? June's Journey is a hidden object mystery game with a captivating detective story taking you back to the glamour of the 1920s with a diverse cast of characters. Each new scene takes you further through a thrilling murder mystery story that sets the main protagonist, June Parker, on a quest to solve the murder of her sister and uncover her family's many secrets. I am such a big mystery and puzzle fan, so this game has been so fun for me to get into. When I'm looking for a little escape from reality during the day or a way to relax that doesn't involve social media, it's been so fun to use my brain in a new way by diving into June's captivating quest and engaging my sense of observation to find the hidden clues. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It is so important to share your thoughts and feelings while going through a breakup, especially if it's something you're feeling any guilt or shame around. I know whenever I'm struggling with a certain thought or situation and I keep it to myself, it gets heavier and heavier and feels harder and harder to manage. I truly believe we are as sick as our secrets. Therapy has always been a safe space for me to have a judgment-free zone to get things off my chest. Whether it's something from my past, a current struggle, or something I'm anxious about in the future, I always feel lighter when I'm able to share something that feels scary. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash heartbreak today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash heartbreak. Since getting sober over 11 years ago, most of my friends don't drink, and last month at my birthday dinner, we were going around the table talking about our favorite non-alcoholic drink, and almost everyone at the table was talking about how much they love recess, me included. Not only is Recess Mood a delicious drink, Strawberry Rose is my favorite, but they also have Raspberry Lemon, which is so good, Lime Citrus, and more. It's made with real fruit, it's only 20 calories, and it comes with functional ingredients like stress-balancing adaptogens and mood-lifting magnesium, so it can also bring me a much, much needed moment of peace. So whether you're like me and are always on the hunt for functional and tasty non-alcoholic drinks, or you're just looking for something healthy to unwind at the end of the day, Recess mood should be your go-to. You deserve a healthier way to unwind. Head to takearecess.com slash heartbreak and get 15% off recess mood, your go-to alcohol replacement. Okay. And then I'm going to move to the second half of this. I really don't think there are going to be a lot of you that fall into this category because I think for a lot of you that say you don't feel like you have a support system, I think a lot of it's just that you're not utilizing the people that you have. Again, maybe you like fell out of touch with them when you were in the relationship, so you're like scared to start talking to them again, um, or if you completely moved away or anything like that. But again, I think, I really think a majority of you fall into the first half. But that being said, 
for those of you that truly don't feel like you have a support system, this is what I would this is what I would recommend. So the first thing is, you know, utilizing the internet, like Facebook support groups. I have mine, the Breakup Bestie uh, support Facebook group. We have we actually have almost a thousand women in there that are going through breakups. If you haven't already joined, I will put the link in the show notes. It's an absolutely incredible group. The the support that I see in there is is amazing, and I know a few of them have started, you know, like smaller group chats and and things like that. So, and I am by far not the only person that is running an online, you know breakup support group. There are a lot out there. So there's a, there's a lot of people that are looking to connect and especially connect with people that are going through the same pain as them. So don't be afraid to jump into those groups. Like dating has moved online. Friendships can also be, you know, move online. So make sure that you are utilizing every resource you have in that way. I've gotten a few messages from people that say, I've moved away the time of COVID, like the phone is a great way to connect. One of my absolute best friends is my cousin who lives in a different state. I, I can't, I have not seen her even pre pandemic. I haven't seen her in years and she's still one of the closest people to me because we, we make the effort to talk on the phone. So I try calling her when I'm free. A lot of times she doesn't answer and, you know, maybe a week later I'll try again. But we just, we both make this effort where if we can think of a time we're free, we'll call each other and we'll connect. And she's super current in my life and she knows everything that's going on with me. Um, I've had very successful, like long distance best friendships, but it, it just takes effort. And what better way to do that on the phone? You can you know, you can be on FaceTime and it feels like they're almost in the room. So just know that like, even if you don't have friends that live nearby, make sure you're using the phone. The next thing would be, you know, reconnecting with old friends and and talking to family. And this is a little bit more delicate because the last thing I want you to do is, you know, connect with your old high school friend and just start like telling them about your breakup. This is more of like, a long, like the long term, like long, long run. Is that what I'm trying to say? Yeah. Uh, the long game. That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> the long game. But, you know, start social media is a great way to do that too, is like, you know, start striking up conversations with them. And again, like this should not be in a way that you're like doing this to use them so you have someone to talk to about the breakup. But even if you have people in your life that, you feel like you can talk to that you that just like you know there are people that you have that that's also going to help with the breakup even if you're not directly talking to them about it so starting to like refoster those kinds of relationships that's something that I did after getting out of the toxic relationship so reconnecting with old friends and family and then the next thing is utilizing a journal or a therapist like Yes, talking to a person is obviously better, but if you're someone that, you know, you have a really small support group or you don't feel like you have one that's good enough, like writing in your journal so that way, again, like you don't want the thoughts that come after a breakup to just live in your head. You either want to get them out by talking or you want to get them out using a journal. So make sure you're using a journal a lot. 
And then a therapist is a great option too. And I know therapy is not a, you know, not accessible to everyone. However, now more than ever, there are so many resources for counseling and therapy. There's, um, you know, that that service BetterHelp. Um, you know, check with your health insurance to see if there are therapists that are covered. Virtual therapy. I see my therapist virtually now. So having, you know, getting a therapist would be a really, really good option for you. And then the last thing that I wanted to cover is I know, which is so crazy to me, but, you know, I have a lot of listeners from Australia and New Zealand and parts of the world that I know aren't on lockdown anymore. And, you know, this podcast will, fingers crossed, be around for a long time where there will be times when we don't have to worry about lockdown. So I did want to also share some tips on how to make friends out in the real live world. (laughs) So the first thing is to again, and this is starts on, you know, social media, but, you know, getting plugged into like neighborhood groups. Um, there's the website meetup.com where if you like hiking, you can meet up with, you know, a group of hikers in your area. So a lot of this involves like making friends as an adult is, is hard and it feels uncomfortable and it, and it takes some effort and it takes working through some fear but it's available. It's always available. So, you know, utilizing things like meetup um, and then finding friends that like the same thing that you like. So if you're into yoga and you go to a yoga studio, like get there a little early and strike up a conversation with, you know, the person next to you. I think we live in a society where, you know, we have our heads down. We're always on our phones. We're not connecting with people in that way. But I, you know, I've met some people in my life that are really close to me just because like I was open to it and I struck up a conversation and I asked them to go to coffee and we became like these lifelong friends. So putting yourself out there is super important and then saying yes to plans that maybe your first instinct is to say no to. My um my best friend and I always talk about like the awkward girl dates and how important they are and you know, this can go for for men too, of course, but like the first time you ask a new friend to go to coffee or go do something, it's a little awkward. It like feels like a first date, but it's so important to to do that and to stay open to connecting with new people. So I covered a lot in this episode. Hopefully you took some things from, you know, both halves of that where you've identified some new ways that you can connect and utilize your your current support system and hopefully I've gotten rid of, you know, that fear of of overwhelming your friends and I wanted to touch on one more thing on that too is just know that breakups are messy. Breakups are super messy and like no one expects you to go through it without feeling anything. No one expects you to, you know, not call a friend in the middle of the night crying if you need to when you're going through a breakup. So please don't like take any of the tips that I gave on how to not overwhelm your friends, meaning that like I I don't want anyone to think that they are too much, that they are overwhelming. These are just things to keep in mind. And really like the moral of the story is I don't want you to feel like you're a burden. I want you to go talk to your friends. And like – 
worst worst case scenario, you can ask your friend if you're being overwhelming. Like, hey, I just want to make sure that I'm not talking about this too much or that you're not like becoming frustrated. And then you guys have a conversation about it. Like we don't need to – there's so much of like the mind – like attempted mind reading going on where you think your friends should know how you want help or you think you know that your friend is starting to hate you because you're not over your breakup. That's just not how that works. It's always worth having a conversation over. And then I also hope that you picked up some tips on how you can connect with new people during this time. And the the other thing to keep in mind is when you're going through a breakup, it's okay to take breaks from friends that are in relationships. And this is not to say it's because like you are jealous of them or anything like that. It just makes sense that when you're going through a breakup, like you're probably going to hang out with more single friends and that's okay. And it's okay to like gravitate towards people like that because you'd rather, you know, talk to people that relate to where you're at. But also remember too that like even your married friends, they've gone through breakups and they, my guess is they remember because we typically don't forget the feelings of going through breakups because they are a doozy. So I know that was a little all over the place, but it's something that is really important. In fact, in the very first module of my course, it talks about support systems because I'm like such a huge believer in how important they are. So check in with some friends. Go out and try to connect with some new people. If you're not already in the private Facebook group, please be sure to join. I do apologize. At this point, it is still only um, open to women. But if you are a male listener of mine, feel free to DM me on Instagram and I will point you into in the direction of some other Facebook groups that are also awesome and open to males. So I will see you guys back here next week for another episode. I hope you enjoyed today's show. If you loved it, I hope you'll leave a review and share with your friends. If you're not already following me on Instagram, head to at your breakup bestie where I'm sharing new content almost every day. To join our Facebook group, Healing Hearts Club, where you can connect with thousands of people from all over the world going through breakups, head to the link in the show notes. And don't forget to check out my online courses for more in-depth help through your healing journey. I always end these episodes the same way, reminding you to be nice to yourself, stay connected with loved ones, and the biggest reminder is that this too shall pass. I promise. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.